A Great Mistake by Stephen Crane Read for LibriVox.org by Alan Davis Drake This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to learn how to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. An Italian kept a fruit stand on the corner where he had good aim at the people who came down from the elevated station and at those who went along two thronged streets. He sat most of the day in a backless chair that was placed strategically. There was a babe living hard by, up five flights of stairs, who regarded the Italian as a tremendous being. The babe had investigated this fruit stand. It had thrilled him as few things he had met with in his travels had thrilled him. The sweets of the world had laid there in dazzling rows tumbled in luxurious heaps when he gazed at this italian seated there amid such splendid treasures his lower lip hung low and his eyes raised to the vendor's face were filled with deep respect worship as if he saw omnipotence the babe came often to this corner he hovered around the stand and watched each detail of the business he was fascinated by the tranquillity of the vendor the majesty of power and possession. At times he was so engrossed in his contemplation that people, hurrying, had to use care to avoid bumping him down. He had never ventured very near to the stand. It was his habit to hang warily about the curb. Even there he resembled a babe who looks unbidden at a feast of gods. One day, however, as the baby was thus staring, the vendor arose and going along the front of the stand, began to polish oranges with a red pocket handkerchief. The breathless spectator moved across the sidewalk until his small face almost touched the vendor's sleeve. His fingers were gripped in a fold of his dress. At last the Italian finished with the oranges and returned to his chair. He drew a newspaper printed in his language from behind a bunch of bananas. He settled himself in a comfortable position and began to glare savagely at the print. The babe was left face to face with the massed joys of the world. For a time he was a simple worshipper at this golden shrine. Then tumultuous desires began to shake him. His dreams were of conquest. His lips moved. Presently into his head there came a little plan. He sidled nearer, throwing swift and cunning glances at the Italian. He strove to contain his conventional manner, but the whole plot was written upon his countenance. At last he had come near enough to touch the fruit. From the tattered skirt came slowly his small dirty hand. His eyes were still fixed upon the vendor. His features were set, save for the underlip which had a faint fluttering movement. The hand went forward. Elevated trains thundered to the station, and the stairway poured people upon the sidewalks. There was a deep sea roar from feet and wheels going carelessly. None seemed to perceive the babe engaged in a great venture. The Italian turned his paper. Sudden panic smote the babe. His hand dropped and he gave vent to a cry of dismay. 
He remained for a moment staring at the vendor. There was evidently a great debate in his mind. His infant intellect had defined this Italian. The latter was undoubtedly a man who would eat babies that provoked him. And the alarm in the babe, when this monarch had turned his newspaper, brought vividly before him the consequences if he were detected. But at this moment the vendor gave a blissful grunt, and tilting his chair against the wall, closed his eyes. His paper dropped unheeded. The babe ceased his scrutiny and again raised his hand. It was moved with supreme caution towards the fruit. The fingers were bent, claw-like, in the manner of a great heart-shaking reed. Once he stopped and chattered convulsively, because the vendor moved in his sleep. The babe, with his eyes still upon the Italian, again put forth his hand, and the rapacious fingers closed over a round bulb. And it was written that the Italian should, at this moment, open his eyes. He glared at the babe a fierce question. Thereupon the babe thrust the round ball behind him, and with a face expressive of the deepest guilt, began a wild but elaborate series of gestures declaring his innocence. The Italian howled. He sprang to his feet and with three steps overtook the babe. He whirled him fiercely and took from the little fingers a lemon. End of A Great Mistake This recording is in the public domain.